Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the running. Hello and welcome to another edition. God, this feels good to say it. The Lynn Sandy Podcast, uh, a part no. of the Running Cook Podcast Network. It feels so good to be back on the airwaves. Uh, it's no. uh, it's it's something I uh, I desperately was missing. I've been transitioning uh, into a new job and a new sports editor job at the Perry County News, and uh, you know I've had to kind of you know take some time back on the pod. Uh, but you know, my, my, my great co-host, I'm going to make fun of him today. My great co-host, uh, came out and, and, uh, put, put a spin on it, did a, uh, a shatty sanity and, and brought on Zach Griffith, uh, you know, a consistent member of this pod. And, and it's, uh, it, it was just one of those things where it worked out. Uh, we were able to get the episode in, uh, we're going to hope to try to find some consistency, uh, so that we can keep this ball moving. But, uh, that's where I was uh, in terms of what to look for, in terms of what to rate. Please do not be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to give us a five star, because you think that you know the podcast is great, and you know we have great content, and the Running Hook Network's awesome, do that. Uh, we have plenty of podcasts with the Alex Burr Power Hour, uh, the Will Hogsett, Dylan Hughes, Divine Rhyme. We have episodes from the Circle City Cinema. We have triple option podcasts. You name it, we got it. We've got everything that you want. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Bryce, uh, I understand that uh, you might have, you, you know, you and Zach came out, you killed it. I was able to follow along with it. It was great. It was a, it was a solid pod, uh, but, but I think it'll be good to, to kind of get that normal band going to get that normal routine going for us. Oh yeah, it will be. Unfortunately, Caleb, I mean, the next couple of weeks, uh, well, we will have this week together once again, but, um, I will true. be <laughs> off a week here shortly. Uh, so yeah, we want to give you consistency, but also we're yes. still going to be moving things around. So, um, we'll be fine. Uh, you know, Zach's going to step in, I'm sure. And he's going to do a great job, uh, uh, while, while I'm out, but, uh, Hey, the next two weeks, we got some consistency, baby. So that's we're, exactly we're good right. to go. Yes, we're, we're good to go. go. We'll keep it moving. Uh, tonight, we're just going to cover the, the games that happened last week, give you a preview of Thursday night. And we're not going to cover the Denver and the Jets because the Denver Broncos basically showed the Jets they were awful. Uh, the Panthers, uh, we were going to cover. We we're going to cover them because I love talking about the Panthers right now. But, um, you know, they took care of business uh, against the Texans. Uh, there were some injury news to get into, but since the late recording, we're not going to. Uh, we have the Bills. Bills came out. They absolutely beat the Saints. We are or not the Saints, the uh, the Washington football team. Uh, so we will not be talking about that. And then the Saints and the Patriots played. The Saints were able to beat the Patriots. We decided to move forward and focus on other games. But as usual, let's just get right to it. Let's get to the get the sack candidates. And Bryce, I'd like to start this off, please, because oh. I told you before I told you before I said I got a candidate and it's going to piss you off. Okay. And you're going to sit there and you're going to question everything that I'm thinking of and existing when I say this name. Are you ready for this? I, I think I know what you're going to do here. Okay. But get the sack candidate for me is Andy Reid. No, no. See, Andy, exactly. Andy, Andy, Andy Reid. Andy Reid absolutely this deserves is, to get the sack. This is he absolutely deserves it. This, there, is he, this, is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Your team should not be one and two. This is Borderline should not be one and two. I don't care who you play. You're, you're the Kansas City Chiefs. If, if everybody's going to sit there and love you and talk about you in such a high regard and they're going to talk about the fact that, like, everything's great and, you know, teams are moving and getting in the right direction. Well, 
Bryce, I, I, to be honest with you, I just think that push comes to shove. He's got to be looked at and be like, hey, you know, we're one and two here. It's not okay with Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes turned the ball over too much. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is having some fumbling issues. They're not able to get anything going offensively. And this defense, you know, they're not getting younger. They're getting older. They cannot just stay at this, I don't even, at this plateau. Okay, they're staying in a plateau. They've been at a plateau for years. It's declining. They're not getting improvements. They're not getting improvements. And in my opinion, it deserves a, a question. I, because the thing you have to remember with Get the Sack is who do I think was the worst coach this week? The worst coach for me this week was Andy Reid. Okay. 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 Fine. I'll 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 let it go, but it's foolish. The Kansas City Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl again this year. I don't want to hear That's it. cool, but I think he was the worst coach this week. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Caleb, no, that he was not the worst coach this week. And I will tell you who the worst coach of the week was. Go ahead. It's been highly touted. I'm going to beat this dead horse, but I'm going to beat it so hard. Actually, it, that didn't come out right. I, I'm i going to destroy this guy. <laughs> Matthew Nagy of the Chicago Bears football team. You are my get the sack candidate, and it's not even close. It's not even close, Caleb. It, what you put out there on the field on Sunday was an embarrassment. You let your rookie quarterback that your organization traded up to get, you let your rookie quarterback die out there. You let him die out there, and you did it to prove a point. I, I'm not I'm not sure, Cody. I don't think it's a conspiracy. He left them out there to die against Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, who had four and a half sacks. Jadavion Clowney on the other side. You left him out there to die. You didn't move the pocket. You didn't let him use his athleticism. You didn't let him use his legs. No. In fact, you decided to keep him in the pocket and let him get murdered behind that awful offensive line who you you decided uh, should draft a rookie offensive lineman with back issues and cut a young offensive lineman like Charles Leno Jr. It's a joke that he is still the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And it's also a joke that he doubled down today and said Andy Dalton is QB1 when he's healthy. That is an absolute joke and a disgrace to the storied franchise. And you know what, Caleb? Guess who's not going to see the new stadium that the Chicago Bears are going to play at? Huh? Guess who's not? Matt Nagy. But guess who is? Guess who is? Justin yeah. Fields. Right. Justin Fields is. It is an utter joke and an embarrassment to the franchise that Matt Nagy is still the coach and what he put out there on the field is just well, disgraceful. Yeah, well, disgraceful. Look, I, yeah, look, I mean, the way that I see this, okay, is, you know, Justin Fields is a player who you want to surround him with the best that you can. And I don't think he played a great game either. I agree with you, bro. I don't think he really, he didn't have a great game. And some of that was coaching. Some of that I believe is on him as well. But, you know, I, I think that, it didn't seem like there was much of an adjustment, right? I mean, the Browns got whatever they wanted and that's a great defensive line, but it just really uh, just was not uh, the ideal performance from Chicago. And, and I think Nagy had a lot to do with it. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think that's a bad call. I just decided to spice it up and go something different. Uh, Bryce, who do you have as your offensive player of the week? Yeah. So for me, my offensive player of the week, this is, I actually have for my offensive defensive player, they're actually from the same team. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're doing offense right now. So I'm going to go here. I'm going to go wide receiver again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Mike Williams from the chargers. Now, Caleb, wow. I, I, I liked Mike. I like Mike Williams. The only problem is his injury history. 
Sure. You know, can he stay on the field? But when he when he's on the field and he's 100 percent healthy, he is productive as all get out. And, and let me tell you, Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, he had seven receptions, 122 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Caleb, when this guy's on the field, he is a game changer. I'll say it an X factor for this Chargers team, because it normally it's Keenan Allen with, you know, 10 to 15 targets a game. If you have Mike Williams out there as your wide receiver too, you're looking pretty, especially with a guy like Justin Herbert. So Mike Williams, my offensive guy of the week. I get that. I I mean, you look very good and, and, you know, they trusted him in big moments. Absolutely. They picked this guy. Fourth and nine and then the touchdown to win it. Yeah. They picked this guy with the top pick. There's no other way to describe it. They, They said, you know, this is the type of guy that they wanted him to be. And, you know, the opportunity with the offensive coordinator changing, allows a guy like Mike Williams to come in and just flat out the lift. Uh, and that's exactly what he's doing in this system. He's going to come out. He's going to do exactly what's needed. Uh, I love that for this team. Next up for me, I think, you know, in terms of offense, I thought Devontae Adams was unreal. I know that's such a cheat code answer, but the dude at 132 no, yards and, and the Niners just couldn't stop him. I, I mean, it was like you were just watching, uh, you know, a team, just just constantly force feeding it in, in a way to Devontae Adams. And, and it was working every time. Uh, it, it never seemed like they were going to uh, ever not go to Devontae Adams. It just felt like they were giving it to him whenever he was able to make his space. And rightfully so, he had 12 receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. And I think for Devontae Adams, that's the type of game we might expect. But it was the level of dominance that got me the most. Uh, Bryce, who is your defensive player? Well, I'm gonna stay with the Chargers, Caleb, wow. and okay, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the rookie. I'm gonna go with the rookie. I'm gonna go with the rookie corner, Asante Samuel Jr. Okay, okay, he has been outstanding uh, in these first few weeks, and he picked off Patrick Mahomes on an incredible diving catch. Uh, I mean, just an amazing play. Uh, I tell you what, some of these rookie corners that are coming out. I mean, Caleb, we we talked about Pat Sertain today. Sure. Pastor Tain is allowing a 10 passer rating when the ball is thrown his way. 10. Okay. Think about it. Pastor Tain. uh, We got Asante Samuel Jr. JC Horn just got injured, unfortunately, but he was playing well, very, very well. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for these corners, man. These corners are going to be great. But Asante Samuel, my defense player of the week. Interesting. I I thought you were going to go in a different direction. I thought you were going to go Miles Garrett. So therefore, I did not pick Miles Garrett. I who, who probably who easily needs to be mentioned in this because oh, the man absolutely. had four and a half sure. sacks. So you absolutely. have to mention him. I'm just going a different direction. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy, Bryce. I believe you really like in okay. uh, Byron Murphy Jr. Uh, I do. He, he I came do out. Like he, he had two interceptions against the, the Jaguars. Two interceptions and a touchdown. Uh, I just thought that. You know, he was all over the place. And and whether you want to say that Trevor Lawrence was rattled by the defense, things like that, it's like whatever. But like two interceptions and a pick six on and one of them. Six, that's, that's a good day. That's a great uh, No game. matter who you're, who you're playing. Exactly Absolutely. right. Exactly right. So I'm going to choose Murphy while I have the chance. Uh, next up, let's just get right into the, the week of games. And, and, and let's just go right into a game that I, I just thought was uh unbelievable watch, uh, which was Sunday night football between the Packers and the 49ers Packers win 30 to 28 over the Niners Bryce, Just get right into it here. They win by two points. The green Bay Packers do on the road. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. And it seemed like the Packers offense decided to find its groove after kind of being absent 
you know, particularly in the first couple of weeks. Well, I mean, here's the thing is San Francisco pulled an all timer, right? I mean, they, 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 it's the old, you gave Aaron Rodgers too much time trick and that's exactly what happened. But also I'm going to put this on the San Francisco defense here. Uh, I, I don't know that their defensive packages that, that they put out there with 37 seconds left was good enough to stop Aaron Rodgers. You know who he's looking for. You know he's looking for Devontae Adams. He had two massive, massive catches to get him in field goal range. Yes, he did. But, I mean, you got to give it to Green Bay. You got to give it to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers did his thing. Um, I I thought this was a great game to watch. Uh, For everyone that hates on Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, this was a game where uh, he kind of shut you up. I know that I've been, we've all, Caleb, me, you, Zach, we've all been clamoring for Trey Lance to come out and play. Um, But I mean, Jimmy G, he really didn't hurt you. I mean, he really didn't say hurt you. He had the pick, but he didn't hurt you as much. I agree. You know, I think the problem is, is they, they really can't get anything solid at the running back position. And what I, I, not, and I, I think they yeah. have talent at that position. They just can't establish the run like they want to, right? Now you're down to Trey Sermon, rookie out of Ohio State. That's your third round pick. Not a bad guy, not a bad, but he's also a rookie. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I think San Francisco, they're going to get it going. They're still two and one. They're still very two good. and one. Yeah. They're in a very good position. Um, very tough loss. Absolutely a tough loss, but you got to give it to Green Bay. They came in and, and they they did what they needed to do to, do to win, and Aaron Rodgers pulled another vintage Aaron Rodgers performance. Yeah, I'll just quickly touch on the Niners. I thought you did a great job, Bryce, of explaining it. You know, clearly the running game wasn't ideal uh, for them. That's a bread and butter to their offense. Uh, but it was good to see George Kittle get seven for 92. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he really was not the uh, George Kittle that we knew uh, of in the first couple of weeks and, and largely just due to the game plan, the way that things were working out. Uh, but that was a big time Kittle game. And obviously, Debo Samuel came through and, you know, for all fantasy owners that drafted Brandon Ayuk, they saw him get a touchdown. So, I mean, he he had a promising game. And I think that should be, uh, you know, something that 49er fans look forward to. My thing when it comes to this is, you know, I. I mean, this is what we've been asking for from the Packers. I just don't understand why it took you this long to do it. Like, I'm not saying that the Lions win wasn't, that was nothing. I'm just saying this just felt like the team that we projected Green Bay being. This is the team, Bryce, that we said had division title written all over it. Deep playoff potential when this team had Aaron Rodgers healthy. I mean, this is, this is the exact scripting of a game that they would want. You know, I just think for me, it, it comes down to the Packers just finding an offensive groove and the Niners obviously not being a team that is a joke. They're a very legit team and probably the best division in football. And I just don't see uh, this being a horrible loss for the Niners because I just think it's two great teams playing. And in that case, you, you kind of have to even out the, well, that loss really sucked for them, you know, type thing. Uh, next up. Uh, I, I have the uh, Chargers and Chiefs, and I, I, let me tell you, Bryce, I mean, that game was an ultimate barn burner. The Ooh. Chargers win this 30-24. to 24. They go 2-1. and one. Now, Bryce, let, let's start with the Chargers. I mentioned a lot about the Chiefs when I did yeah. the sack, so let's get into the Chargers. Herbert, holy crap, four touchdowns, 26 of 38 yards, 281 passing. The running game, honestly, not the greatest thing of all time, but you know, it, 
there was a balance, a confidence that this offense had. And then once they picked off Mahomes, it just felt like the defense was riding that blow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this is this is the this was the Justin Herbert game that we've all been waiting for for the to open the season. Right. Right. We really haven't seen it, but this was it. Now, albeit it's against a very weak Kansas City defense. Okay. Uh, we got to keep that in perspective. But I mean, what he's doing is nothing short of amazing, right? And this is also the the Austin Eckler game that we've been expecting as well. Yeah, right. He gets 11 touches uh, in rushing, and then he gets another six touches uh, in the passing game, and, and he catches a touchdown as well. So uh, things are starting to clip, click for this Charger offense. Joe Lombardi, uh, the, the new offensive coordinator there um, under new head coach Brandon Staley, I, he, what he's doing with that offense is is great. I don't feel like it's one dimensional in the past game anymore, um, especially when you have a guy like Mike Williams who's staying healthy right now. I agree. Right. I agree. Keenan Allen still seeing 12 targets, but Mike Williams has nine. I mean, you're seeing it. You're seeing it dispersed. You know, usually it's very one sided towards Keenan Allen, who Keenan Allen is going to be the old reliable, the emergency, the safety valve, how, yeah. whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of Jared Cook um, and then you draw up the, you know, to blow up in the top with with Donald Parham and Jalen Guyton. But I mean, this is a good this is a good team. And the Chargers have a good defense. Yeah, they do. They have You've a been great defense. For a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of healthy Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. You got Linval Joseph on the D line. You have Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray. I mean, these guys are they're playing well. And Brandon Staley, a defensive guy. Coming over from the Rams, and we know we all know about that Rams defense, don't we, Caleb? Sure. sure. I mean, this is this is going to be a if they get in the wild card spot, Caleb. I, I don't want to play them. No, I don't either. But I think I they could win the division if the Chiefs continue to struggle. The Chiefs going to one and two, Bryce. I, you know, I know you didn't get to spend a whole lot of time on this. So, sure. what are your thoughts on the Chiefs going one and two here? Mahomes going well, for two I, more picks, the fumbles. What are we seeing here? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is is Clyde Edwards, he always seems to dig himself out of these these holes, even though he fumbles the ball a lot. Um, I would I would really like to see more Jarek McKinnon. I really would. Uh. I think he's a dynamic guy. I think he can add something to your offense. Um, I think they're going to be fine. I think this is an R-E-L-A-X situation here. I really do. That's and fair. Caleb, I mean... Yeah. You knew you knew it was coming. You know, Josh Gordon signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, as soon as he gets up to speed, uh, opposite of Tyree Kill, and then Travis Kelsey in the middle. (laughs) And and now Nicole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson can go back to their gadget over the top playmaking abilities, right? Where they don't have to be a wide receiver too. Caleb, I, I think this offense is going to get very dangerous again if Josh Gordon can keep his head on straight. I'll just yeah. be completely honest with you. Yeah, I mean, they, that's what they're hoping for, I feel like, a low-risk, high-reward type of thing here. I mean, number they have not been able to get the wide receiver production that they've been needing. You know, Tyreek Hill with only 56 yards in this game, that's not okay. Not to mention that last week it felt like he was really blanketed. The only guy that's been consistent for them is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has been the most consistent guy and the best player on this Kansas City offense for the first three games. And I think that is a legitimate problem because this team has heavily relied upon the Superman-like abilities of Patrick Mahomes. And in the NFL, one player does not win you a football game. They do not win you a football game. It is a cohesive effort, period. The defense had mistakes. 
The offense had mistakes. The offense is what this, this organization has paid to lead their team. If the offense does not live up to that standard, that's a problem. I agree. Next up, the Colts and the Titans. The Colts fall to Oh, no wins. No wins. They are zero and three. Uh, and Ed Bryce, I, I know you've got a, a just let me go. Just let me go. Just go let ahead. me go. Okay, just, go ahead. I don't need it. Just let me go. Okay. Look. Okay. The Colts are winless. Okay. You, you trot Carson Wentz out there on two jacked ankles. The dude can't even move in the pocket. He's got to throw the ball in the dirt at least five or six times. Okay. We're plus three in the turnover differential and we still lose the game. You're, you're very, you're invested. There's no other way to say it. You're very invested. Look, Jonathan Taylor only having 10 carries is an absolute joke. Okay, I get we're battling injuries, but who isn't at this point? Tennessee lost A.J. Brown and Julio Jones during the game. Arguably two of the best wide receivers in the game, and we lost to Jeremy freaking McNichols. Derrick Henry didn't even have a touchdown. It's a joke. What are we doing? I'm, t- I'm sick of the excuses. I'm sick of Darius Leonard going up there and running his mouth, being upset. Okay, then freaking change it. I'm tired of Frank Wright going up there and saying everything is fine. Freaking change it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to do. I'll, 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 get you. I'll, I'll, I'll get you real quick. Nick I, Westbrook Ikene is the leading well, receiver for the Tennessee no, no, Titans. Well, Okay. What are we doing? I'm going to come to a different position on this than you are thinking that I'm going to come to. I I think it is absolutely inspiring what Carson Wentz is doing. Okay. I mean, I cannot imagine. Are you high? Are you drunk? I honestly honestly cannot even imagine the idea of Carson Wentz playing with the way, with, with really his circumstances in the sense of his injuries and battling through it. You know, he's not, this is, it's really not him at all. Um, It's, it's these obstacles that they're just, you know, continuously having to get through. Right. I mean, Quentin Nelson uh, was hurt in this game. Quiddy pay was hurt in this game. The Colts could not, they just, they cannot get their lineup together in the way that they want it. So it's affecting the running game. Therefore, they can't get any separate. They really can't do anything in the passing game because they're so limited in time. And Carson can't have the same mobility. So therefore, he can't really create anything. So it's a very stale offense. And I don't, and it's just, it's not saying that the play calling is stale. Uh, I just think it's the circumstances that are there. And I think that's why they're, they haven't won a game yet. For the Titans perspective, um, I don't really know how you could be confident. Ryan Tannehill throwing two interceptions in this game. You know, he he, he honestly should not have thrown two interceptions in this no, game. I don't know how else to say great. it. They, they, they looked very bad. You know, they they, they he bad. he had a very good game outside of those two interceptions, but he should not have thrown those two interceptions. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry had 113 yards, but he did it on 28 carries, and it felt like he ran the ball three times. Uh, you know, can he continue that? Can he sustain that again for another season? That's a question that I have for them. Julio Jones, three of 47. Uh, again, I just don't understand what Vrabel's doing here. Is he wanting him to be on the field a lot? Is he wanting to really include him like a 1B? Uh, it doesn't seem like that. 
And, you know, I would have thought that if A.J. Brown was hurt, Julio would have just dominated the game. And that's just not the case. And, and as much as, you know, the Colts defense has been, you know, kind of inconsistent, I don't really credit the Colts for stopping Julio. I, I don't. I think it was lack of play calling from the Titans because uh, I think Julio Jones should have probably got probably had like 80 something odd yards, maybe a touchdown because I just don't see how the Colts were going to guard him at all. And, you know, for the defense, I actually thought the defense looked okay. I thought it was better than I expected. Guys are just coming out and, and, and doing their thing. Rashad Evans doing his thing with five tackles, Kevin Byer doing his thing with four tackles. It's a Titans team that, you know, certainly got off to a slow start, but getting these last two wins, I think should be encouraging for that franchise. Uh, next up, Game number, what do we got here? Uh, name number four. Uh, let's go Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, Bryce. Tampa Bay and Los Angeles was a game, you know, Fox called it the game of the week. You know, everybody was sitting there loving it. Uh, but the Rams, man, the Rams, you know, Bryce, this game was decided in 10 points. But didn't the score feel yeah, like yeah, more than not. 10 it, points? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely it did. And Caleb, let, let me just say, okay, I know I joke about the Rams and, and I'm like, all right, they're a joke. Okay. But but I also, at the same time, okay, I knew that Matthew Stafford going to the Rams was going to be a show. Okay. <laughs> and that it has been, Caleb. Yeah, that it has, has been. Okay. Yeah, has. And I am really enjoying it. And you want to know why I'm enjoying it? Because I have Cooper Cup and Fantasy and PPR. Yeah, That's why I'm enjoying it, baby. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously. I mean, this was when you look at it, right? Okay. Right. When we think Rams, we think Sean McVay, we think yeah. passing the ball, right? right? Okay. But let me draw your attention to this, Caleb, but I think you'll find very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Daryl Henderson, Jr. Out, out this game, which yeah. we, which leaves little old Sony Michelle left to carry the load. Yeah. And let me tell you, he carried the load. Yeah, he did 20 very well. carries, 20 carries. That's a lot. Right. 20 carries, 67 yards. I mean, yeah, the the stats don't look great, but the fact that he got 20 carries, it kept the Tampa Bay defense guessing. But Caleb, this we've also been calling it the Tampa Bay secondary is the weakest part of this team. And they suffered injuries during the game on the secondary again. Yep. Okay. They just go out and sign Richard Sherman today, which. Is it really going to help? I don't think so, but Hey, that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, I mean, we, we see 70-year-old Deshaun Jackson get open for a 75-yard oh, come on, he's not. Touchdown. Come on, he's still got some burners. I'm not going to let you sure. just sit there and act like he's super come old. On, he's not Caleb, super old. He's still got give me speed. Van Jefferson. Come on, man. Give me Van Jefferson over Deshaun Jackson. Get that kid some more touches. Okay, he's earned it. He played well. That's fine. Come on. I mean, but uh, Cooper Cup just continues to dominate uh, him and Matthew Stafford for whatever reason. Right. Have this unbelievable connection that not even Jared Goff had with him. And I thought Goff and Cup, <laughs> right. they were yeah. they were solid. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like to see Robert Woods get a little more involved. Um, I think he really is a good wide receiver. Uh, I think he can really do some damage. Um, I'm not low on Tampa Bay after this game. Like by any stretch of the imagination, Caleb, I really think Tampa Bay is going to be fine. I think they just they ran into a good team, right? I mean, you're uh, yeah. at SoFi, yeah, uh, you're on the road. Um, I, I think the only thing that's really concerning for me, Caleb, is that Tom Brady was your leading rusher in this game. Huh. Fourteen yards. Huh. 
I think they abandoned the run. We, this is their problem last season. They abandoned the run way too often. Tom Brady is now throwing it 55 times. He threw it 55. I, I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. crazy. No, that's too, that's too that's much. That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think know. that's a great point. I mean, they completely abandoned the run. They, they, they basically said, we're not going to do this. We're not even going to mess with it. The fact is, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you did you need to do exactly what you did the second half of last season. Find a way to get that running game going and find some balance within the passing game for how you can spread the targets out. And granted, I think they actually did that really well in the past yeah, game in terms so of balancing too. the targets. But it, like you said, it's the 55 attempts. It's not OK. You know, this, the defense to me, here's the. The defense of Tampa, I mean, you and I have, to, I have talked about that secondary. Um, you know, but this is a team that really relies on the front. And to be honest with you, I mean, this is going to sound really weird, uh, but they, uh, you could argue that teams have decided to go away from going at the Tampa Bay front. And the Rams did not. The Rams, even though they did not have the greatest rushing day, with only 76 yards, kept them they never went away. They never went away from it. And they were enough of a threat where you can't just zone the corners. You can't just have the corner, the, the linebackers play in, in basketball. You, you, there has to be some level of, okay, we have to still watch for the box. And I just think that when that kind of stuff happens, you know, and the Rams with McVay and Stafford's connection, they're just going to make a defense pay in that type of situation. And that's exactly what they did with their balance attack. I have absolutely no doubt Robert Woods is bouncing next week. I don't even, I didn't even think about it that much. The way that I see it is I just think that the Rams have found something. There's this added juice since Stafford's been there. It's clear. It's obvious. It shows on the field. I don't need to be a practice to look at. Is it, is it, is it good that you see Matthew Stafford smiling during football games? Well, I mean, he's probably smiling because he knows he might get a ring on his finger. He knows he might get a Super Bowl ring on his finger. And, and the Rams are a team that has led him into a position where that's very possible. He, well, and, he's going into games with the winning franchise. Well, absolutely. Well, and, and think about this, Caleb. Okay, so we talk about that Tampa front, right? That defensive front. Yeah. They only sacked Matthew Stafford once. once. And, you know, a lot of people criticize once. that offensive line. A lot of once. people. A lot of people. And they came out. They it's played incredible. great. They played great. <laughs> Next up, uh, let's go to a game that I kind of found intriguing uh, that maybe uh, the guy that, you know, was originally uh, there, Zach Griffith, may not have been pleased with this result. Oh, yeah. The, the Vikings, 30 to 17. Eat it. Kirk Cousins, my gosh. Kirk have yourself Cousins. a day. 30 of 38, 323 yards and three touchdowns. Bryce, Schmuck. you and I have been saying this is a Minnesota team to keep and Ion and breaking news, Bryce, they didn't even have Dalvin Cook and they put up the numbers they put up. Yeah, Bryce, look, what Alexander do you think Madison. of this performance? Come on. Hey, hey, look, I'm going to say is, uh, Seattle is a, is a very solid game. Russell Wilson is obviously a guy that can go off at any point in time. Uh, but let me just tell you, man, Alexander Madison is not a scrub. Okay, he is not a scrub as far as what as backup running backs go. 26 carries, 112 yards. Caleb, that is a Dalvin Cook load. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, that is a load that Dalvin Cook would normally have. But I mean, Kirk Cousins, yeah. efficient as it comes, man, 30 of 38, agree. three touchdowns. Okay. A quarterback rating of 93. Justin Jefferson finally has the game that everybody is wanting him to have. Okay. Nine receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Adam Thielen uh, shut us all up about his regression. He had no regression whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, and, and we see uh, Tyler Conklin uh, take yeah. over for Irv Smith and, and finally yeah. have a game yeah. um, himself. Yeah. Very true. But, you know, you got to give props to the Minnesota defense for keeping this uh, this Seattle offense in check. I'll agree with that. Um, yeah. you, you know, Eric yeah. Hendricks all over the field, Harrison Smith, um, Everson Griffin. He got a sack finally. Uh, I mean, Minnesota, look, by no stretch of the imagination, are they have they arrived or are they a legitimate threat? But you better not mess with them. Yeah, they're going to be mess around. Yep. I mean, yep. And I mean, when you look at Seattle, Seattle's is, is one and two as well. And, and Caleb, we know this that in that division that Seattle is in yep. NFC West, you need every every game. single game. Yeah. And 100%. Kayla, let me just say, yeah, the the Tyler Lockett thing, it's a boomer bust every week. It's a bo- I, I love Tyler Lockett. I think he's a very underrated receiver. Okay, he had two great games right off right off the bat at the top that, of the season. Yeah, yes. but it is boom or bust for Tyler Lockett, and this is where DK Metcalf I think needs to take another step. He can't have quiet games. He needs to be. He needs to have six, seven catches a game. And I think he needs to reach a hundred yards in almost every game for this team to be successful. Hey, I agree with that. I mean, no matter what, the, like he, he did in his defense, put up that type of game that you he were did. asking. He for. did this week. He did this week, yes. but I'm saying he needs to have it consistently. Okay. Yes. You can't just keep telling me that DK Metcalf has a good receiver. Okay. Cause it's got to show up on Sunday and you're like, Oh, well he does things that you don't see. Okay, fine. But but what I need to see him in is in the end zone with the ball. That's because well, he, he's just in. such a big body. That, he's that's, just tough stop, to guard there. Yes. Stop telling me he's a good receiver. I need him to show me that that he is a legitimate like top five receiver in the league. Because right now I don't even know if he's top ten. I don't know if he's I, top ten. I I can understand that. Uh, Seattle for me, I just when I when I sit there, I'm like eh, they're one and two, but. They got too many vets in that locker room, Bryce. They got too many. I'm not betting against Russell Wilson here. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I think I'm they're going to come back. I think they're going to get their groove going. I, I just, you know, obviously two losses you don't want to have. There's no question about it. You didn't want to lose to the Titans at home. You didn't want to lose to the Vikings on the road. You didn't want to do that. Uh, but I have, I mean, my concern really is this defense, particularly the past defense. They, this is a team that just basically got everything just destroyed in terms of the secondary, particularly corners. They are having major issues at the corner position. It feels like every time Bryce that we see the Seattle Seahawks statistics, especially, you know, from the opposing team, there's always a good passing game uh, going for, for that other team, whether that be the Colts, whether that be for the Titans, I think it's a huge problem, that pass defense. They have to fix that. The NFC West has too many good passing teams. They will make them pay if that is not fixed. Pete Carroll, you're supposed to be a guy who can come in and change that 
Let's see if he can do that this season. Next up, Monday Night Football, where the Dallas Cowboys absolutely killed the Philadelphia Eagles 41 to 21. Dak Prescott in his first home game since the injury, Bryce, looked as dominant as ever. Looked like a guy that we could actually be sitting here at the end of the season, maybe talking very highly of what he could be. Maybe he is potentially an MVP candidate if this team continues to win. Zeke Elliott had a great game. Tony Pollard, great game. Bryce, dead balance in the running game. The passing game I thought was okay, but I was I was all right with the passing game being okay. Because it felt like Kellen Moore found balance in the running game. The 17 carries to 11 carries was about perfect for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, speaking about the Dallas run game, I think what Dallas is trying to do, and I think what they've learned is they're going to try to load manage Ezekiel Elliott's carries. And I understand why. Because I think the Dallas Cowboys is a playoff team this year, Caleb. I think they're going to win that division handily. Handily yeah. now, knowing what we see, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you get a fresh Zeke in the playoffs, Caleb, I mean, watch out. I mean, that, again, this is another team that I don't really want to see in the playoffs. I'll be completely honest with you. And I mean, Dak Prescott, he only threw the ball 26 times, but he completed 21 of those passes and he had three touchdowns. I mean, that's a perfect Dak Prescott yeah. game there. Yeah, it is. I agree. And you know, I, mean, I mean, that's that's great. Yes. Hundred percent, and you and you are somebody that knows Zeke Elliott postseason success, Bryce. Absolutely. You are you are somebody absolutely. that knows the success yeah, dating back to college. Yeah, he goes into a different college. world. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. You know what he what he's able to do. Um, if I'm the Eagles here, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I think this is a, this was a pathetic game plan by Sirianni. They they come out of here. I mean, Miles Sanders only getting two that, carries. That's a joke. You know yeah, that, that has to be that has to be fixed. That's ridiculous. Jalen Hurts had nine carries in this game, but Miles Sanders should be getting the ball double digit times a game. Quit ignoring him. I agree. Quit not featuring him in the game plan. He's arguably the best offensive player on this team. Bryce, my biggest issue is really. If, if they can't get the run game going, I don't know what this team is. I don't think this team is an identity. There, I say it. This team doesn't have an offensive identity. Sirianni's still got to find that. He's got to tell his guys, and he's got to get them to believe in it. It doesn't seem like they have offensive identity. This is a defense that I think is mediocre and mediocre at best. They're paying way too much money to the defensive line, and if the defensive line is not producing, which in this case, it's really not producing. I mean, they had four sacks. But it didn't really seem like it affected Dak because Dak saw a QBR. Of, you know, it still had a you know a quarterback rating of 143, and he still threw 21 of 26 passes. The QBR was 37.8. It's not the greatest, but you know Dak had 21 of 26, 238 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, he was able to game concerned. manage. That's a good game, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Philly, right? Is I mean, you, if you're going to rely on Jalen Hurts, I mean, you, one, you need to protect him better. Okay, but but I agree with you. You need to establish the run game. Think about this defensive line for Dallas, right? You're missing Demarcus Lawrence, right? They're arguably, arguably, okay, the the best defensive player on on the team. Sure, sure. Okay, but look, I'll be. I mean, it's straight up. This Dallas defense isn't one to mess with either. No, it's not. I get that there. It doesn't look good as as a team defense, but I'm serious. Dan Quinn is whipping them into shape. Yeah, I Micah agree with Parsons. That I agree with that price. Is is going to make a play for rookie of the year here? I hundred percent. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has definitely taken a step this year. We called for it. He's delivered. Absolutely, it's not one to mess with. No, um, here's what I will say: the positive for Philly, um, there was one play, uh, Jalen Hurts' second touchdown throw. 
No. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. To what? Greg Ward on yeah. the run across his body, basically. Heck yeah. of a throw. Heck yeah. of a throw. Yeah. I think Philly, it's going to take some time. Okay. I'm not willing to just crap all but over the Eagles. They don't look great. They but don't. There's, it, there's a lot. They have to, they have to, but they have to know their offensive identity. Okay, I should know their sure, offensive identity. Sure. Any team, sure. no matter good or bad, I should know what you're trying to do. Sure. I don't know their identity. That's a problem. I feel like Sirianni should have been able to bring that in from Indianapolis. I think that's what makes Frank Reich a good coach, is he makes the identity clear within his staff. I think Sirianni needs to do the exact same thing for the Eagles. The way that I see this, Bryce, is you talked about the pass protection. Bryce, you know what the, what they invest in the most the Philadelphia Eagles have invested in their offensive line out of the most out of any group on their football team. Hmm. So you're worried about the protection. The protection's what's supposed to be the building block. That's right. supposed to be the trench. That's what they're paying all the money to. That's where they're going with all the extensions. Mm-hmm. We'll see if Absolutely. that comes out and gets a little bit better. Cause I don't think Dallas should have been able to, you know, rattle hurts in, in that regard, as you mentioned, right. uh, Arizona, Jacksonville, um, you know, Arizona, what a weird game. Arizona comes in, they're down. They, they, you know, they, they come out first half. Jamal Agnew goes and gets this amazing touchdown to end the half after Matt Prater tries to kick this 60 plus yard field goal 68. and 68 yard field goal. It's just unbelievable. Blows my brain. Cause I'm like, well, Jacksonville might win the game. And all of a sudden the Arizona Cardinals start waking up, but Bryce, you know, this is going to sound really weird. But I actually like the Cardinals more because of this game, because the Arizona Cardinals relied a ton on their offense. Everybody, they, they relied a ton on their offense. Kyler Murray making all these plays, Kyler Murray doing all this, Kyler Murray doing all that. The defense and the way they played in the second half, just it makes me believe they are just that good. We could be talking about them like an elite defense. And there's no question that Kyler Murray is going to have games where he might you know, bail them out or he might win them with a couple plays. So the fact that they were able to win in how they won gives me confidence that this team is not like a last year Arizona Cardinal team. This Mm -hmm. is a different breed. Kingsbury's got these guys ready. Well, so I I see, I see what you're saying with the defense, Caleb, but, but let me tell you about that turning point in the game. I think we can both agree. The turning point was Byron Murphy pick six, right? Okay. But did you, Let's analyze what Jacksonville did offensively on that play. Okay. Okay. So they, they have the lead in the game. Yes, they did. Okay. So they are deep in their own territory. You're correct. And so they decide it's a perfect time to get cute. Let's run a flea flicker. I did, yeah. So they decide to run a flea flicker, which it was almost blown up at the beginning because right. the the Cardinal defensive line got so deep on their penetration, uh, right? It almost didn't work. Yeah. So now Trevor Lawrence is panicking and he just throws this ill-advised throw that Byron Murphy is sitting on the route and just picks it off and takes it to the house. Yeah. Okay. That's the game changer. Okay. Jacksonville, there's no reason for you guys to get cute deep in your own territory with a lead. Okay. You guys suck. Okay, no, flat I, out, you suck. Come on. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Don't make excuses. Right. You suck and you decide to get cute yeah. against a very dangerous Arizona Cardinals defense <laughs> that can take the weed, uh, lead away like that. And guess what? They did because of ill-advised plays like that. 
Well, they had something go. Clearly, no, the no, offense no, had something no, going. No, you don't do a flea flicker in your own territory. That's you don't do that. All right, I I won't I won't it's disagree. Stupid. With that. And, all right, it's I'm dumb. But here's the positive for Jacksonville, Caleb. Go they ahead. welcome back James Robinson. Urban Meyer finally thought, oh, I have a pretty good running back. Yeah, 15 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. 5.9 average carry. Or, or average yards per carry, five point nine. Yeah, that's encouraging. Okay, that's encouraging. Yeah, you actually have a decent running back. You don't have to, you know, use play some Carlos Hyde. I mean, yeah, my it's goodness to me the the Jaguars are still trying to figure out how they want to use all their pieces. They got a lot of toys, but how they use them and properly using them is the next step for this franchise offensively, and that's going to come down to coaching and players buying into their role. Okay, whether that's DJ Chark getting three for 49 and getting that touchdown today, whether that's Chanel being this inside out receiver who can run it, catch some screens, things of that nature. Marvin Jones being that veteran, that leader, ultimately for this offense. I just think the Jaguars, this is a year of building, building, building. It's just part of a young team. This is the type of game I just expect from a team that's just trying to figure themselves out. Now credit the Cardinals because this was a team, this was a game that they wouldn't have won last year. They'd have had no chance at. If you told me DeAndre Hopkins went three for 21, I'd say they lose. But now they got Christian Kirk stepping up and AJ Green looked very good, Bryce. And I think that, that is a huge piece for this offense. If he could continue to play the way he did with five receptions at 112 yards, Bryce, you got a nasty receiving court. You arguably have the best receiving court. Well, in Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk has really emerged as well this year. Yes, he has have. taken a step. Yes, I have a yes. step. Yep. And so, so Rondo yeah. Moore looks good too. Uh, next up, we got the uh, a game that I'm I'm kind of curious to hear your opinion on. I know you were about to just slam the Ravens. You're just slamming. You're like Caleb. I'm slamming. Oh, they the were ripe for it. But the Ravens somehow, subway failed out. They they just they beat the Lions on an amazing field goal, a record field goal from Justin Tucker, a completely unbelievable 66-yard field goal to end the game, and the Baltimore Ravens win. Rice, the Ravens won the game. It was not the prettiest sighting we've ever seen, but they did win. I can't wait for the doors to be blown off the Baltimore Ravens when they play actual like good defense. I can't wait because this is what a joke. Mean? This is a mean? joke. Baltimore could very easily be zero and three. What the? But they're not. The, the two and one because they just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So you just kiss up to all the time. Okay. Okay, Kim. Okay, Kim. No, come on. I'm serious. My problem is Lamar Jackson still can't throw a football. Oh That's my problem. God. Oh my. That's my problem. Oh. It's a joke. Did it, you not see the pass he had to Sammy Watkins to put it's him in the joke. field goal range at the end sure, of the game? Sure. He may, you are again, he'll make one to two good throws in a game. The rest no, are is, garbage. No, this is, the rest are garbage. You are, the, Baltimore your criticism. should be 0-3, and you know it. Your Justin criticism. Tucker bails out Lamar Jackson. Your criticism is unbearable. doink. Uh, for the for the league record, which is amazing, okay, but I uh, doinked it in, okay. Lions fans, uh, you got to feel for the Lions fans, Caleb, right? Right? I mean, right? I do, I do, but it's it's hard because I would think if you're a Lions fan, it would be so hard Wait, I, I to just see this happen to you year in and year out. 
I, I do have a legitimate question. Okay, go you. ahead. I do have a legitimate question. I mean, is this is this Detroit Lions team more competitive than you thought? Seriously, seriously. When you look at all their games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, seriously, like they go out and compete. Yeah, they that that's and that's coaching. And and I think I, I think that's And coaching. we were crapping on Dan Campbell, dude. I but everybody look, man, was. I, but everybody what? was. You know what, bro? You get your team to compete every week. I got to yeah. give it to you. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, they did. They competed. And, and you know, but I'm also not going to let you just sit here and just keep railroading Lamar Jackson. No, I'm sick I will. Of this I will. You, you, you need 31, to. 51, no, 50% percent completion. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. At the end of the game. Joe. Who put the off? Who put Tucker in the position to win sure. that game? That's I Lamar Jackson answering the bells in the clutch. You okay. are sitting there ignoring that fact. Okay. You are sitting there and ignoring the fact okay. that this type of player okay. is as good as he is and as advertised as he is. You criticize him more than any other quarterback in the National Football League. It's a freaking joke. You 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 sit there and you just you you never you never get enough of it. So the Browns are so going to beat about the piss out of don't get enough, oh. I'm telling you, the Browns are going to beat the piss well, out maybe, of Well, maybe, maybe. I like the Browns. You know I like the Browns. I have the Browns, you know, but getting in the Super Bowl, okay? You know how I feel about the Browns, but come on. Ravens are the, they're fine. They're fine. Let them breathe. They're, uh, very, the Bengals, they're very fortunate. The Bengals and the Steelers, Bryce. The Cincinnati oh. Bengals are two Lord and Almighty. one. And you know what, Bryce? You and I both said Pitt Roethlisberger might be the worst quarterback in this division. Did that not play out, my friend? Did this not play out? Joe Burrow comes in and just has a field day. He goes for 18 passes. He has balance. Joe Mixon again running the ball. Something I think that's very important for us to point out. Zero sacks on Joe Burrow. The Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals protection is actually looking really good right now. Hopefully that's not a jinx. Because the Cincinnati Bengals, Bryce, they can put up points. This offense can put up points. Even with T. Higgins out, they can put up points. I am impressed with what I'm seeing from the biggest, from their offensive line to Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase to just, and honestly, their defense. I understand Ben Roethlisberger can't move and, and has a tough time adjusting. Oh, but let's not act like this. If, if you told me the Cincinnati Bengals were going to only, were going to give up 10 points, I would have said, nah, they're probably going to have 20. They give up 10. Price 10. That's not bad at all. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I mean, Caleb, I mean, Big Ben, he's washed. He's done. Get him out. Um, it's a joke that the front office for the Steelers are just now recognizing this. It is it is embarrassing. It's disgraceful. Um, I get what you're trying to do for the guy, but he's done. He's done. Okay. Wait, Caleb, let me, let me throw this out at you. Okay. When you're running, but you're rookie running back has 19 targets in the pass game, 19 right in the pass game. Yeah. Something's not right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I'll be it. Look, Najee Harris did a good job. He, he, he caught 14 of them. Okay. He had 102 yards receiving, but he's not a receiver. He is a running back. Okay, not to mention he had 14 receptions, but he had 14 carries. He had a total of 28 touches in this game. That's a lot. That is a lot. And I get he's a rookie, but hello, you don't have a backup plan for running back. You don't. You don't. That's fair. That's fair. So you better be careful. Also, Ben Roethlisberger threw 58 times. Do you want to know how many times Joe Burrow threw the ball? (laughs) Go ahead. Say it. 18. Yeah. (laughs) 18. 
15. Big Ben, who is washed through 40 more times than Joe Burrow. That's insane. My uh, goodness. Next up, Atlanta in the Giants. Atlanta gets the first one under Arthur Smith. Congrats. I don't think there's an insane amount to break down here. There's um, not. But just kind of what is your quick thoughts? Um, you know, Cordell Patterson's been sneaky good for them. Calvin Ridley, not a lot of Kyle Pitts for Atlanta. Not yet. Um, no. The Giants, Barkley looked like him. Finally. Kind of looked like sorta, himself. Sort of got a touchdown. I still think the offensive line is the biggest reason for why he's not doing well. Shepard's injured. Uh, so is Slayton. You know, I just, like, I don't know. Just what are your, what are your takeaways? Do you feel any sort of way here with this game? Joe Judge had a press conference today, Caleb. Okay. He was talking about analytics. Okay. 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 He basically told analytics to shove it. Okay. <laughs> and I will draw your attention to one such scenario. Okay. okay. Fourth down and three. They okay. are in plus territory. Okay? okay. So they're on Atlanta side of the field. Okay. They're in tight ball game. Okay. And they punt the football. All right. Okay. Yep. Your team cannot get any worse than what they already are. Sure. Go for it on fourth down. <laughs> okay. That just speaks volumes to the team. Also, Kenny Galladay, we are three weeks into the season. Kelly, Kenny Galladay is pissed. They, they asked him today, how comes you haven't got any, you caught any deep balls yet? He's like, I can't tell you that answer. I have no idea. He's pissed. Okay. Jason Garrett, it's a schmuck. I don't know why he's the offensive coordinator. Dave Gettleman is a schmuck. Kenny Galladay, shoot, he's a schmuck. Why'd you choose the Giants? Because they gave you more money? Well, guess what? Congrats being 0-3. You're going to get crapped on every week, especially by the teams in your division. You're lucky you beat Washington. No, uh, did they beat Washington? No, they didn't even beat Washington. No, no, they haven't. They haven't. They have not won a game. They're zero and three. Joe Judge better get off this this hard butt stuff, dude. Okay, you're not hard, bruh. All right, okay. Well, you're not Bill I'm not letting you go more than Chill out. I'm not letting you go Go win a this. game. I'm not even going to say more. Miami and the Raiders. Overtime, Raiders win 31 to 28. Um. This just kind of proves my point with the Raiders. I just don't just I don't buy anything they're doing right now. I don't buy I don't buy anything that they're I don't buy anything that they're doing. I think Miami I think Miami competed and I think they had no business competing. And I think they competed. And I think that the Raiders and I think that this game is more about, to be honest with you, how the Dolphins are going to compete. That it actually is about the Raiders. I cannot console no, the you Raiders. Guys are, you guys are ridiculous. You know, you and Zach Griffith can absolutely shove it on the Raiders. Derek Carr is outstanding. He is shoving it to you guys. No, he is I'm not, shoving no. it to Mike Mayock. He is no. shoving it to John Gruden. He no. is like, I am a great quarterback. All right. Suck it. Okay. Suck it. All and right. guess what? You give me crappy receivers like Brian Edwards and Henry. Rugs and Hunter Renfro. No, they're not crappy. No, 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 no. I'm making you eat. No, I'm not letting you say that though. They're not crappy receivers. You know what, Caleb? They don't even have Josh Jacobs healthy yet. 
They don't yeah, have Josh Jacobs healthy. That's hurting my and team, but it's zero wins. And you know what, Caleb? We're going to find out what the Raiders are about on Monday Night Football this week, Caleb. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We have oh, yeah. Oh, the Raiders yeah. against the Chargers. <laughs> and it's going to be an epic game. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. So, It'll no. Be great. You can shove it on the Raiders I'm, because I they're refuse. playing well. I honestly refuse. I, I think they're playing well, but I just don't buy it. Oh. Bears and Browns, Bryce, I don't really want to talk about it from the Bears' perspective. You pretty much mentioned all of that. Yeah, I did. From the Browns, they win. Um, they they win by 20. Uh, it, Bryce, if you had to put together the perfect Browns game, is this it? Uh, I think it's pretty dang near a close. Like, is this what you would ideally, if you're the, if you were, pretend you were a front office person mm. and you had all these guys listed out, you said, man, won't be my dream game. Mm-hmm. Isn't this not it? Yeah, I think it's pretty dang near close. I mean, let's think about the Chicago Bears defense. They're, they're right. They're not garbage. No. Right. Um, welcome back. Odell Beckham Jr. Right. By the way, five. Yeah. Five catches, 77 yards. Yes. Um, you got Kareem Hunt more involved, which I like. Um, I think they're at their best when both running backs are making 100% plays agree. and getting touches. Kareem Hunt, I, I, look, Nick Chubb out-touched Kareem Hunt 22 to 10 in the rushing game. Okay, yeah. but Kareem Hunt also had six catches for 74 yards. Yeah. That's where Cleveland is at their best right? Is they lean on those, those running backs and that opens up guys like Odell Beckham. Uh, and hopefully when Jarvis Landry comes back, I agree. you know, he's going to get more touches, but no, I think this is good for Cleveland. They're going to keep rolling. Um, I mean, Kevin Stefanski just doing his thing. I mean, the only thing I that's agree. concerning is, is that, I mean, Cleveland gave up five sacks, but again, that Chicago yeah. front is, yeah. is good. They're good. Yeah. But, and also had to do with the amount of times the bronze are getting the ball. If you think about it, you know, yeah, if absolutely. you consistently are in three and outs, three and outs, three and outs, you force the defense three and outs. You have to look at things a bit uh, very differently. And I and I think that's a part of it. I, I do. I really like the Browns offensive line, so I think it'll get going. Uh, but, yeah, this is the dominant game that I would have expected from the Browns. There's no question yeah, about it. Uh, real quick, Bryce, let's do our quick Thursday night prediction. We have the Jaguars and the Bengals just quickly here. I, I pretty much think that you and I are going to be on the same page here, but just <laughs> are you, are, who, who, who do you have winning? And, you know, let's um, do a fun score prediction. Okay. Well, it's a joke that Cincinnati is only a seven and a half point favorite. Um, this is oh, yeah? at uh, the Bengals stadium. Um Double give digits. The, uh, give me the Bengals. Okay. 35-17. Wow. Holy cow. Okay. For fantasy owners, they like that. I am going with uh, a – I'm going to go – I'm going to go 30 to 20. Bengals. That's very generous of you. I'm, I'm going 30-20 Bengals. I think James Robinson could be in for – Big time game. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with that as my score. I think the Bengals are really good right now. I think they're really hot. I only think they're going to keep that going. Uh, and folks, you know, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, like I said, beginning of the show, we have plenty of stuff for you to listen to, plenty of stuff for you to check out. Uh, Lynn Sandy should be good uh, for next week. Uh, week after, we'll figure out something. We either A, 
uh, let you know if there's not going to be an episode or if there will be a change in who will be on or who will be hosting or not hosting. Uh, that'll be known uh, through our social media channels. So once again, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, hope you enjoy. 